1: This episode is from the Philippine Nerds Podcast. If you like what you hear, follow Philippine Nerds on your podcast app for a deep dive into pop culture in the Philippines.
2: Who doesn't love comics? No, seriously. Anjan si Jose Rizal, who wrote and drew the first known Filipino comic strips, an adaptation of the Pinoy folktale Ang Pagong at Ang Maching in 1885. And aside from our national heroes, some of our national artists are comic comikeros too. Francisco Coching and Larry Alcala lang naman.
1: Yes, Pinoy comics, with a K, are loved by Filipino readers of all ages and from all walks of life. We enjoy them in newspapers and magazines, Books, ads, and even memes <laughs> They're such a huge part of our lives that they've inspired film and TV adaptations for many generations Including the Netflix original animated series Trese in 2021
2: Pero bakit nga ba lahat tayo mahilig sa comics? What do we love about them? It's definitely not just because of the adaptations, or the superheroes, or the punchlines I'm Nina Toralba, co writer of the comics Katiponera Warrior and Spirit Sprints.
1: And I'm Marcus Elian. I grew up on the daily comics of my dad's morning paper. Welcome to Philippine Nerds Season 2. It's,
2: it's all geek to me.
1: Where we geek out over cosplay, video games, anime and manga, toys and collectibles, and comics. Philippine Nerds Season 2 is brought to you by Smart. With Smart prepaid, you can live what you love. And powered by Puma Podcast.
2: Let's get nerdy about comics Before we start this episode, heads up lang, we're gonna try something different here See, there's no better guest for this episode than Puma Podcast CEO and resident comics nerd Carl Javier Who's joining me and Mark for the show today
1: Some of you might already know Carl from the podcast Chino and Carl's Guitar Picks But wait there's more! <laughs> Isarin siyang creative writing teacher sa Ateneo de Manila University, and a comics writer and editor whose work has twice been nominated for the National Book Awards.
2: Rockstar talaga, eh. kaya? Gosh. We're so glad and thankful that you made time to be a nerd with us today. Tell us about Carl the Comicero.
0: Hello. <laughs> I've been floating around the comic scene for more than 10 years at least. My training, my undergraduate is in creative writing. And it was shortly after graduation that I started uh, exploring local comics. I Comic-Con.
2: Yes, for our listeners, this is one of the biggest comics conventions in the country. Mm.
0: And then I got invited to contribute to stuff, got invited to collaborate. And it kind of just snowballs into, I might as well try to make a comic. And I guess I just got lucky enough and I found myself with the right publishing background plus academic credentials plus temperament to become a comic book editor.
2: Ano bang kailangang temperament to be an editor?
0: Uh, saktong, ano, tough love. <laughs> the way that I view a good editor in any field, Is it someone who understands what the creative is trying to accomplish? You find the story that they're trying to tell and you help them to tell that story. And sometimes it means rewrite this or do some more research or what if you added this? I got lucky, I guess, that comics creators have trusted me with their stories.
2: So that's what you do in comics. Karahmihan sa mga nagbabasa, they might be more familiar with writers and artists, right? It's interesting to hear from the perspective of a comics editor who works behind the scenes, kind of like polishing a diamond, no? Anyway, Carl, how long have you been a fan of comics?
0: As long as I can remember. I guess the first introduction wasn't even a comic; it was Adam West Batman. That was on TV, and then that makes me want to read other Batman books. I'm the type. Na, I had all of the X-Men number ones, na Jim Lee and um and Chris Claremont. They Had all of the multiple covers. I was heavily into like Image Comics at the time.
1: For our listeners who might not be too familiar with Image Comics, know. one title they published that you might know about is The Walking Dead, and we'll talk about how Pinoy comiceros are connected to Image Comics. Yeah. Anyway, ako naman, I remember when I was a kid, nung hinahatid ako nung dad ko to school every morning, no? He would buy the Philippine Daily Inquirer. Mm-hmm. I would look forward to comics lagi. Yung mga A. Lipin, Kiko Machine, Love Knots. Oh. Di pa ako aware sa mga nangyayari sa bayan noon as a young student. Pero I had this vivid memory na nakikita ko araw-araw si then-President Gloria Macapagal-Arroyo dun sa comics. And I remember being fascinated as a kid kasi... Para sa akin, parang cartoons in book form yung comics eh. So binabasa ko lang siya without even knowing what the jokes are about. So nung college nako na when I went back to them, mas nagigegets ko na siya. My newfound appreciation nako na for it.
2: Mhm. I also started reading comics through the Philippine Daily Inquirer. Pero maski yung mga tik-tik tonight, hinahanapan ko din yung mga yun ng comics eh. And kung yung mga comics sa Inquirer, mga slice of life na may commentary, ang naalala ko naman sa mga comics sa tabloid, para silang radio drama or teleserye yeah, sure. na tungkol sa mga mature themes. Pero yung mga pinakatumatak pa rin sa akin, baboy, Pupong, and yung Kiko Machine din. I was still very young when I started reading Kiko Machine. Kaya hindi ko naman talaga gets yung mga references nun. I just like the characters' attitudes. Their absurd reactions sa mga nangyayari sa kanila. But it was set in UP and eventually I attended UP tapos nagkaronden yung creator nito si Manex Abrera, ng news hardcore comic strips for GMA News Online mm-hmm. and then I went to work for GMA so parang simula nung college ako hanggang sa mag-umpisa ako magtrabaho I saw myself in Manex Abrera's comics
1: parang sinusundan mo siya or shabayo sumusundad sa you
2: <laughs> shay <laughs> sumusundad sa akin
1: anyway we all love comics for different reasons ano it's not just the humor not mm-hmm. just the hugot There's a personal and societal dimension sa pagkahilig natin sa comics. Carl, what can you say about the way that comics
0: talk about the events and sentiments in society? I think that we've always relied on comics to make a statement. You know, I I guess the best example right now is Tarantadong Kalbo. I'm excited by comics because of its ability to convey ideas, potent ideas. Mabilis eh. It has the immediacy of the visual medium but it has the capacity to hold you as a red medium. And the fact that comics is an easily accessible medium, There are people that I know who will say that they learned to read through reading comics by matching the image to the text and coming to understand what those things mean. And, and even online, even in a low bandwidth situation, comics hindi high-res you download comics.
1: So in short... Any kind of message that you want to convey, madaling sabihin at madaling maintindihan sa comics. And I suppose that's why, from then until now, comics have been used to talk about social issues.
2: Mm, kitang-kita nga natin yan sa Pinoy comics throughout history. Yes. Let's start with a classic created by writer Romualdo Ramos and an illustrator who was known as the father of Philippine comics. Hindi si Jose Rizala. Most comics historians would agree that that title belongs to Tony Velasquez. Tony Velasquez and Romualdo Ramos created a character every Filipino knows in some way, kahit hindi mo pa nababasa yung comics niya. Yan si Kenkoy.
1: Ken Koy. made his debut in Liwayway Magazine in January 1929. He was often shown in silly and funny situations. At siya yung typical Filipino working man at the time from his clothes to his Filipino twang when speaking English, while his wife, Rosing was like Rizal's Maria Clara, mahinhin, mahiyain, maalaga. This was considered the ideal for men and women around the end of the Spanish era and at this time of the American period in the Philippines.
2: Fast forward the tayo to the 1940s. American soldiers had introduced Filipinos to serialized comics during World War II, pero may mas mahalagang nangyari sa comics natin after the war. Our comics met Filipinos' need for humor, hope, and heroic figures to look up to. Halakha Comics was the first regularly published comics anthology, running for 10 issues from 1946 to 1947 and paving the way for other titles such as Filipino comics, Tagalog classics, and more. Sa pangalan pa lang, you can already tell that it contained funny comics or funnies. Kasama na dyan ang comics tungkol sa Superman parody na si Shopau created by national artist Larry Alcala.
1: Shopau was followed by Liba Brena and Oscar Del Rosario's Ipo-Ipo, who was considered the first true Pinoy superhero, and Chris Cagintuan's Lagim. Ipo-Ipo and Lagim, who both debuted in 1947 in different comics magazines, were both created in response to the Japanese occupation during World War II. Again, we needed heroes to give us hope and someone to look up to. Kaya ang lagi nilang kalaban sa mga comics nila ay mga Japanese soldiers.
2: And now, we talk about the superhero every Filipino thinks of kapag sinabing Pinoy superhero, DARNA! Darna is many things. She was almost the first Pinoy superhero kung na-publish lang siya before World War II, when Mars Ravelo was first inspired by the American heroes Superman and Shazam, then known as Captain Marvel. Iba siya sa Captain Marvel na kilala natin sa pelikula ngayon. And Darna was also a tribute to Mars Ravelo's mother, whom he looked up to for raising him by herself. She was also another homegrown superhero who gave Filipinos hope after the war
1: when Mars Ravelo first created Darna. Iba pa ang pangalan niya Varga. And that's not the only time Darna has been different from the classic image we have of her. Pero mas marami pang makukwento si Carl tungkol dyan. Kasi back in 2015, after a stint teaching creative writing in UP Diliman, he got asked to write new Darna comics.
2: As a companion to the film adaptation that Eric Mati was originally gonna do at the time. Wow naman! Now, nagkaroon ng maraming delays in the entire process. So, sa huli, neither the film nor the comic saw production. Pero, nauwi ito sa hashtag SigawDarna na nagtrend in social media in 2019. So, paano ba to nagsimula, Carl?
0: So, I got asked in 2015 to start working on Darna. Ang creative team was me, Jim um, Bernaldez, and then our editor was Adam David. And our comics were being developed alongside the film. First, it was do whatever you want with the character because we want it to be modernized. And they're like, oh, pwede naman maghiwala yung comic at yung movie. Parang they need to be totally separate. So we had these students who, because of Typhoon Yolanda, were displaced. Students of UP Visayas that had literally been washed away, and they were moved to UP Diliman, and I I couldn't imagine what that must be like, and I felt like it was an act of heroism to show up to class after everything that had happened, and so sort of to show my respect and appreciation and admiration for those students and for everybody else, na quote unquote resilient, diba? Um, it made sense na magiging Ganyan yung, yung Darna natin. So, it still sort of plays on the whole Darna galing sa probinsya, de Pero I, I wanted to be modern. I wanted her to have these problems. And what I felt was that if if you brought her here, she would have survivor's guilt. She's a survivor, obviously. But she's lost so much. But um, what can she do given this power? The original pitch says is that as her entire community is being washed away, the only reason that she survives is malulunok niya bato ma matatamaan lang talaga ng tubig yung bahay nila to the point where her entire family gets washed out and by some coincidence, malulunok niya yung bato.
2: So, maraming nangyari sa Pilipinas mula noon, obviously. And your pitch became heavily political. Your Darna dealt with current events in 2015 to 2016. How did that lead to your next pitch for Darna? Anong sabi sayo?
0: Pari... Ano to eh, superhero to, gawin, gawin mas superhero yung kwento. And then I was told, gawin mong epic, bro. Like yung sobrang epic, yung pwede mo lang gawin sa comics na epic. And then, my second pitch was Darnasaur. <laughs>
2: so, okay, contest. so like,
0: It's like, darn, the cover is like Darna punching a T-Rex. <laughs> I made this story where, you know, she winds up in like prehistory and then yung bato nagba bounce from dinosaur to dinosaur na hinahabol niya until she finally like you know gets it and like becomes Darna but she has you know she has to fight off the T-Rex as Darna so and then sinabi sa akin dude masyadong epic so let's scale it back but the bottom line of this is that we had all of these great ideas because the thing about superheroes is that they're malleable you can make the superhero fit to the time at
1: yun ang nga yun nangyari sa hashtag si Darna no? Jem Bernaldez, the artist you collaborated with, posted his version of Darna. She was short and morena, unlike most of the Darnas we've seen on TV and in films. It got retweeted, it went viral, and many other artists followed suit in creating their own version of Darna.
2: eh? Yeah.
0: The great thing was that I think that whole moment, it spoke more about how we want to engage with our culture. That moment was people saying, "Give us this superhero. Let us do stuff with it." I said it was such an inclusive movement. Like you had the Darna from from all the different cultures, Indigenous peoples' versions of Darna. You had the PWD Darnas. You had the LGBTQIA Darnas. You know, all of them expressing, that we can be this. We we aspire to be this."
2: hindi talaga ng mga artists kung ano yung pagiging pinoy and they explored the many different ways that darna could reflect that now from this wider level of what comics mean to us all let's bring it down to something more personal bakit tayo nahihilig sa mga comics na gusto natin what makes them good
0: so i don't look at anything necessarily art style wise I'll work with somebody who does manga style, but I'll also work with people who do hyper-realism or with people who who will do uh, very cartoonish art. It's more communication skills. How committed are you to storytelling? It's fluency in the language. The ability to communicate visually. For example, when you look at Merv Malonzo.
1: The creator of Tabipo and Ella Arcangel. mm mm-hmm.
0: Diba, si Merv, you take each panel and those could be blown up and be like paintings in a museum. Merv's panels are are on their own beautiful. But Merv also has a flavor for storytelling. He understands the medium. Same thing with Ian. Diba, si Ian Maria, another guy that I'm a, a really big fan of.
2: Yes, Ian. He's behind the comics Sky, World, and 66, right?
0: I guess one thing that people don't realize is the huge gap between magaling kang artist at gusto mong mag-comics versus comicero, Will you make an amazing visual pero actually hindi ka nagde-develop ng narrative? Yun yung importante. It's the narrative that you're telling. More so than, wow, ang ganda naman ng art neto. Kung gusto ko ng magandang art, e eh, bibili na picture book. Kaya ako ka nagbabasa ng comics kasi naghahanap ko ng magandang kwento.
1: Eh, sa story at characters naman. Ano hanap mo Carl?
0: The local comics that I like are comics that are able to express something about us na hindi nakikita. I know like everybody's favorite is stresser which I also love. It does stuff about our culture. At this point, diba, It's our representative to the world. Pero there's stuff I've gotten to work on like 66 na it's it's Ras Molina and Ian Santa Maria doing their play on Superman but it's an elderly couple. So it's so Filipino yung lolo lola, Mayroon silang sari-sari store. Medyo dimension na si Lola, except na si Lolo gets superpowers and suddenly he's a super powerful dude. But they're still this old couple and they have the vulnerabilities of an old couple. Medyo may soft spot naman ang Filipino for that, eh, for the elderly, you know, elderly couple stories or you know, elderly people stories. So it speaks to pieces of our culture that we don't expect other people to understand.
1: There are many ways to tell different stories. Marami tayong nakikitang genres, themes, and art styles in different comics. At madali natin silang makita sa conventions where creators come to sell and promote their works. In fact, Carl, sa Comic Con nagumpisa ang comics career mo. mo. naman kami sa comics convention.
0: If you go to a comics convention now, you will see everything. Influenced by all kinds of genres and all kinds of traditions. Ang rich kasi ng Comics uh, engagement ng pinoy. Ang rich ng comics history natin. We have a lot of American comics kumbaga in our cultural consciousness. People my age and older are very heavily influenced by image, um, American superhero, you know, Marvel, DC ganyan. And then, as it skews younger, mas maraming animation. So whether like Western, or Japanese animation, you'll see those influences in the comics.
1: And it's not all one way, right? Hindi lang tayo tumatanggap ng influence from American comics or Japanese anime and manga. Filipino artists first broke into the American comic scene in the 1970s, illustrating titles for Image Comics, DC, and Marvel. Wow. Nakilala ang gawang Pinoy through high contrast, highly detailed illustrations that emphasized lines and shading. This came from the days that Pinoy comics were produced in black and white due to the cost of printing. So our artists relied less on color.
2: Mm-hmm. You can tell eh.
1: But of course, Pinoy comics have always come in different styles. Hanggang ngayon parin naman. And comics is more than its art. So, pagusapa naman natin yung mga kwento that Pinoy creators tell nowadays.
0: What I love is that you can pretty much get any kind of story also. Superhero, punchy-punchy things. There's way too many zombies. There's mythology, tikbalang aswang stuff punta ka ng Pioneer Center
2: sa Pioneer Street sa Pasig yes for the listeners that's where some of the major comics conventions Comic Con and Comic Ed have been held in the past few years along with some other pop culture events yeah go on
0: you, you go in and then like the big like national bookstore displays in front but once you get through the doors diba, and you start sneaking your way through the convention there's like everything there's wildly original stuff. I'm in the middle of Melag Bong Redila, which is amazing. Niba, and it's this wonderful, fantastic world that he's created that doesn't look or feel like anything else elsewhere. There was one comic con I just bought everything. Bubospera, ganyan. But umabot sa point where I like to get recommendations. So, Bubulong ko yung mga in the know younger na Who have I not read that I should be reading?
2: It's a nice feeling to go around the tables and just go with your gut. Sisilipin mo lang yung mga bago and kakaiba or yung mga niche interests mo. And at the last Comic-Con I attended, which was back in 2019, what really grabbed my attention were The Nowhere Tree by Mitzi, Biernes Santo by Choc and JP Palabon, and Not Today and Lone Cats by Hans Dimapilis, who I now collaborate with, by the way. Hello, Hans. So to summarize, horror sa (laughs) kamangapusa.
1: Very on-brand. So, you can get your favorite comics growing up from your favorite bookstore, no?
2: na present
1: din naman sa mga convention. But it's really the new titles that make these events
0: special. True. Hindi
1: lang mga established creators ang makikita mo dun, but also new creators putting their work out there.
0: I do enjoy having comic book classes where students pitch stuff. So, ang requirement... I would get them a booth at Comic-Con. Binibigyan ako ng Comic-Con ng booth for my students. So, final output nila would be to, to put their comics there para ma-experience. If you're gonna be a comic book writer, hindi sapat yung sinulat mo yung script. Kailangan nasulat mo in such a way na convince mo yung artist na i-deliver yung vision mo. Or nakahanap kayo ng compromise. Because part of being a comic writer is collaborating with your artist to come to a shared vision. It's different now with digital and everything else. But the true experience for me was, upo ka sa Comic-Con, magbantay ka ng booth ng walang oras. And then that's how you build the community. What is the truer test of your work? Then, inilatag mo sa isang table katabi ng mga work ng lat, At baka kikita niyo kung alin yung mabibili. And say, like, oh shoot, Oy, bakit kaya hindi niyo yung pero Pering akin, hindi. Anong pwede kong gawin para maging mas appealing?
2: And there's no formula to it, is there?
0: None. But that's the beauty of it. I mean, dresses... On Netflix now. But, saan ba nagsimula yan? Nagsimula yan sa zine. Sa sacon. Like most of us, alam na natin yung 13 na libro. Pero, nagsimula yan Xerox na pages na, na binabenta din lang nila sa cons. It's so inspiring. Is if you think na kung, makapag- kung makagawa ka lang ng 20 pages ipas Xerox mo at try mabitawan sa mga tao. And you just keep doing it like Baj and Kaj did.
1: Biruin mo, doon pala nag-umbisa sina na Budget Tan at Kajo Baldissimo nung ginawa nila yung 13.
2: Started from the zine, now they're streaming.
0: Niba, You build that following. and But it's a commitment and it's, it's a consistency that comic creators or aspiring comic creators need to understand.
2: I attended my first Comic-Con before I even started writing my own comics in 2020. Pumupunta ako to support friends and my writing partner while they were selling their comics. Ikaw nga, Carl, dun ata kita unang nakilala eh. I think it was Summer Comic-Con in 2018. You gave a talk then. So, I wasn't a creator yet. But looking back now, it makes me think, how does being physically together in a convention shape the community of readers and creators?
0: On one level, there's there's a very clear function to the con. Market che, di ba? It's our once, twice, now, like five, six, seven, eight times a year marketplace. You can be inspired because like, malapit na con. I need to finish my work. So, con serve as an inspiration. Uh, con serve as a reunion. It was really a place for people who were kind of not cool kids. Because I'm old enough to have been from a generation that, if you were you know, hanging out at the comic book store, you probably weren't one of the cool kids. It was really a place to find your people. I, I still think it's that, but it's to a much larger scale now. Because the beauty of comics culture expanding into a mainstream setting is that more people can share their joy. On that note,
1: Carl, what do you think of the digital spaces for comics nowadays? Before we recorded this episode, you said that comics websites were already coming up. Even before the pandemic. So, hindi talaga siya alternative to cons. How does the digital space differ from our old conventions? And what kind of opportunities does it offer?
0: For us as creators, the opportunity is to understand how each platform is a new space for creative ideas to be explored. The barrier to being read is so low. In terms of community building, though, I don't think there's anything new. Uh, I'm going to presume that the comics community has only gotten larger in the last two years, rather than mat diminishing community because walang cons. I think that people made even more of an effort to see each other, and non-comics people or people who never attended a con are now reading are now engaging with local comics. And so, I am excited for everybody who's going to their first con.
1: We're in an exciting era for Pinoy comics. There are opportunities for comikeros in both digital and print, and among local and international readers. At dahil there are more stories for us to enjoy. This means more narratives and that there's something for everyone in comics.
2: Sitting tingin ko, because comics can come from small, independent creators, parang podcasts lang, diba? It's a good medium for difficult questions and... Difficult conversations as well. Comikeros have a lot of room to experiment and test the limits, especially when you're starting out in indie. Beren kang history and culture told from unique and authentic perspectives. May mga cuento about people or experiences that may be underrepresented elsewhere. Mahalagayon because storytelling can make a difference. And that's why we're welcoming one of our Philippine Nerds friends back here on the show. Hi, uh, I'm
3: Bambi Eloriaga, Amago. Uh, I'm a writer, uh, a comic book writer. Locally, uh, we have been able, when I say we, it's with my husband who is the illustrator. We have been able to uh, release locally titles like *Carnal Tales and *Carnal Banahaw and also Dubidu Asks.
1: No huli nating nakasama si Bambi two episodes ago, she talked about being a fan of anime and manga and how they inspired her to become a storyteller. But there's more to writing that last title, Dubidu Asks, than just being a fan. Because, along with her husband, Roland Amago, she told a story that is very important and very close to their hearts.
3: Our flagship, Dubidu Asks, it was published under Comiket and is one of the 10 official selections for the first batch of the pick-off, Philippine International Comics Festival. It's a very personal um, work for us. Medio autobiographical. Basically, it talks about our experiences of our discovering and accepting that our son is on the autism spectrum. Actually, I consider it my life work because um, when it happened to us, syempre, life-changing experience to have a son and to have a son on the spectrum. But we didn't catch on immediately that he was on the spectrum. Because of that, Nagkaro ng missteps, it's important for me because I don't want other families and other children with autism to go through the same missteps. So if I can help by telling our story, that's a big accomplishment for me, for us as a family.
1: Para sa mga hindi pa nakakabasa nito, the titular character of Doobie Asks is a little boy who likes to tell jokes, has some peculiar habits and reactions to the things around him and asks a lot of questions. Tulad ng question niya sa page 1.
2: And to keep this episode spoiler free, when you pick up Doobidoo asks, mapapansin mo na it's got a fun art style, mm-hmm. may panels that are full of movement and color, and may mga single full page panels as well with some quiet but powerful imagery. Mm-hmm. And the storytelling is very candid, may mga light moments and meron ding mas serious or clinical parts.
1: That's right, but we can only tell you so much about it. Mas nga na yung mismo itong comic book na ito and see what makes it special.
2: But let's turn that around to get the perspective of the author because I want to ask Bambi, why comics? Bakit comics ang medium ng dubidu asks.
3: Comics is the best medium for it because comics is very accessible. So by accessible, I mean uh, all ages can read it. It's very non intimidating. I could have gone and written a novel, I could have written a manual, a technical manual talking about what is autism, how it affects people, how it affected us. But I want the message to reach as diverse uh, readership as possible, so I chose comics. And
2: we also want to talk about the way you put the story together, the language, the art style. Why did you choose to tell it the way you did?
3: Right. Kasi, um, pero parang manga lends itself more dun sa pag express ng emotions. Kisalay ka na dun sa pag shift ng eto nakakatawa. Atas pig lang ay drama na Because that's that's how life is. Life is not all down, not all up. It's a series of ups and downs. I don't want it to be intimidating. I didn't want it to be preachy na all oh, of yung dagawin to kasi nakakasama. You want to embrace them as much as possible to show na okay this condition, yes, it's serious. You have to do something about it. But at the same time, you have to also embrace it. Na it's part of life, it's part of who they are. You cannot change it. It's not a disease that you can cure. So it's nothing to be embarrassed about. It's nothing to be sad about. Of course, if you don't understand that first, to be honest. Of course, as a parent, lalong kami ng una, but that was because hindi namin fully na So that's part of the message then. Na if you take the time to understand and to see the people that they truly are, not just seeing their condition, not just seeing their disability. Because yun pa rin siya eh. they are still your children, they are still people, they are still humans.
1: What were the challenges of writing something as nuanced and personal as Do We Do asks?
3: It was very challenging for us to tell our story for strangers to read about. Actually, in the beginning, my husband was hesitant because, of course, he value privacy of our son. But for me, kasi there are lots of times that he himself was misunderstood. There are even times na when we tell uh, relatives ko he has autism, they would say, "Baka? Paano nakin autistic yan? Because hindi do na yintinday. What they see is what they see on the TV, on the, the movies, di ba? Na pag autistic it's like, siguro, But if you meet my son for the first time, hindi mo din mapapansin talag that he's uh, a little bit different. And
1: paano nag-respond ang mga tao to the book?
3: Luckily, mukhang positive naman so far yung pag-receive sa book, not just from people we know, but from people who, you know, who just picked it up and read it and were affected positively by it. I've been getting feedback from educators, from therapists, from parents who said, na, okay, uh, this is helpful because I understand how to treat better the mga taong lent or the mga batang ganito. If I get a student who is like this, I know how to deal with it. And, and that for me is the biggest measure of success doobie
2: Asks has been featured in a lot of articles, and Bambi has given interviews and talks about autism and its representation in comics. It's a comic book that's opening up more conversations about autism and inclusion, which you can hear more about on another podcast, Teka Teka News. But it goes without saying na masikip para kina Bambi at Roland. It's been life-changing on a personal level too.
3: Parenting is not an exact science. So if you see in the book na parang itukas din a long time para mahuli kung ano bang parenting style ang tama para sa kanya na magtascribe siya, di ba? So I wanted to show that kasi nga, it's for the benefit of the children.
1: Marami pang ibang comics na pwedeng maging life-changing para sa iba't ibang mga communities. There's an emerging genre that Bambi calls graphic medicine.
3: Yes, sometimes it talks about yung mga medical conditions more on the scientific side. Pero there are some that are like doobie-doo that talks about like, for example, what is it like to live with my mom who has dementia? What is it like to be put in a mental asylum? I think ang goal is for understanding and acceptance na nga, mawala yung mga stigma sa mga ganong klaseng condition.
1: And other realities are reflected in our comics today as well, in both foreign and and Pinoy titles. Mm-hmm. Parang dati lang noong unang lumabas sina Kenkoy, Ipo-Ipo, at Darna. They don't have to have deep or serious plots in order to say something about the world. True. Slice of life manyan o horror, historical or LGBTQIA romance, sci-fi or fantasy, today's comics just happen to have more of us in their pages today.
3: With the internet then and social media becoming more accessible, we also become exposed to different cultures, different mindsets, different groups that na realize natin that na I marginalized all and now they have a voice, now they have a media, Now that now they have representation.
2: Stories connect us with one another. They can connect us with people who have similar experiences and hopes and challenges, as well as with people whose struggles we may not have noticed or understood before. Pero sa lahat ng pwedeng basahin, iba pa rin ang Pinoy comics para sa atin. So, ibalik natin si Carl dito sa usapan. Yes, hi Carl!
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear what you think about having our unique stories in Pinoy comics.
0: I want to see something that reflects our experience. Marami namang hapon na magkikwento ng Japanese eh. Marami namang Americans na magkikwento ng American experience. At kung ano-ano pa, di ba? Pero sino magkikwento ng Pinoy experience? Dapat tayo. And then readers naman, Filipino readers, we need to make a little effort. Let's support the community. Often when when Filipino or sell their comics at 100, 150, 200, they're selling at cost or palugi. Kasi inisip lang nila yung printing cost nila. Pero yung oras na gumawa silang comics, yung oras na tinrabaho nila sa paggawa ng comics, minsan hindi factor It will take more effort and a little bit more cash to support local comics. But it is meaningful when you do it. If you love Trese, don't stop there. Keep expanding the library. But to have a good representation of Filipino books on your shelf feels really nice. On that note, can you tell us about
1: a favorite of yours, a Pinoy comic that has stayed with you?
0: One of my favorite comics of all time is Crest Hut Butt Shop number four, ni Jerry Alangilan. And it's about his illness, and it's about pain and depression and all of the things that he had gone through. And then at the end of it, it's about hope and wanting to live in all of this stuff and just the emotional scope of that one piece. It was so meaningful to me in, in in the moment that I read it that I continue to recommend it to people up to today. And even if I couldn't tell you the details of it, I still remember the feeling that I had when I read it.
2: What a great way to remember Jerry Alangilan, whom the comics community lost in 2019. Para sa mga listeners, he was known among Pinoy and international comics fans for his original comics, such as Elmer, Wasted, and many others. He was an anchor for Image Comics, Marvel, and DC. And most importantly, he was an advocate of Pinoy comics, both of the past and the present. He established
1: the Comicero Comics Museum in San Pablo, Laguna which features works from iconic creators such as Francisco Coching, Néstor Redondo, Tony Velasquez, and many others. At the same time, he helped pave the way for today's generation of indie comiqueros, the up-and-coming creators, as an important figure in the early days of Pinoy Comics conventions way back in the 90s. He supported the community until his untimely passing.
2: Mga kapitbahay, tatao yung sabi-sabi. Pinoy comics are not dead. Yeah. Jerry Alangilan was just one of many people who made sure of that. Our comics are alive in the community of both creators and readers. The community can't just exist with one and not the other. Eh, paano
1: ko ngayon, reader ka? But you want to create your own comics. Anong mapapayo mo sa kanila, Carl?
0: It's not a glamorous medium. <laughs> There's a lot of toil involved in creating a comic book you know even if you're like a superstar creator you still have to draw out the pages or you have to write it out or whatever else so if you want to be a creator you have to really like comics love creating or maybe love collaborating love the medium love what this art offers you then if people like it that's just a bonus but if you have a story to tell and You tell it within a comic. Let that be the joy and nothing else.
2: Once again, I'm Nina Taralba There are many talented young comic artists out there today And malay mo, mo sila sa susunod na convention mm-hmm. But if you want to check out their work now, visit penlab.inc A website dedicated to hosting Pinoy Comics Full disclosure, I'm part of the team that runs Penlab Regardless, sobrang nag-enjoy ako sa episode na to
1: And I'm Mark Asilian, And I've never been to a comics convention So I'm looking forward to the very first time Na magkaroon na tayo uli ng ganun And that's a wrap for Philippine Nerds Season 2.
2: It's It's all all Geek Geek to Me! You I've gotten so much closer to my fandom friends in the past year. And it's not just our common love for the same anime or the same films or whatever that brought us together. But how we uplift and take care of one another. They're as talented and smart and compassionate in their personal lives as they are when they talk about their favorite characters or analyze the plot of a book. And that's how I know that loving what you love helps you find great people to keep around. Mm-hmm. I dedicate this season to my friends at Fruits and Roots. You're all awesome! Awesome indeed.
1: Nothing can stop you from being a fan of anything. As long as you enjoy it, consider yourself a fan. Yes. Everyone is welcome! So, kung if you had fun getting nerdy about Pinoy comics, cosplay, video games, anime and manga, and toys and collectibles, tell a friend that you can now binge all our episodes on geek culture.
2: And if you're also into K-pop, K-dramas, and all that fun K-culture, you can ang Philippine Nerd Season 1, How You Need to Know, know About K-Life. K-Life. Subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. You can also follow at LiveSmart on Twitter and Instagram, and like Smart Communications on Facebook.
1: This podcast was brought to you by Smart. With Smart Prepaid, you can live what you love. Follow Philippine Nerds on smart.com.ph slash prepaid and powered by Puma Podcast.
2: Today's episode was also produced by me and edited by Carl Sayat. Many many thanks to our very own Carl Javier for joining us on the show today and sharing some really important thoughts and insights on Pinoy comics behind the scenes. Thanks also to Keith Sikat, director of the documentary Comicera Chronicles, which was a huge help in research. And of course to Bambi Eloriaga Amago to know more about Dubidu asks and her other comics with Roland Amago and how to get your own copy. Like Comics by Imagination on Facebook.
1: At sempre higit sa lahat. Thank you for tuning in to this season. It wouldn't have been as fun and nerdy without you. And may the force be with you.
0: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers.